This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I think it's quite interesting to create a sound palette Mm, when you start a project. And sometimes new sounds, I troll the internet for plugins. Like every month, I'm going to go and look at the plugins, especially the free ones. Yeah. And I'm going to spend an afternoon trying them out, oh, making good. notes of all the kind of presets that I like, creating new presets, yeah. getting rid of the stuff I don't, the ones I don't like, so that I, because sometimes it's just that new sound that's going to inspire you to create something new. So I do that with, like regularly. That's cool. It's just like yeah, that's quite dedicated, quite quite disciplined thing to do. It's just, it's fun. It's just one of my favorite things. It's just like, oh, yeah. what does it do? Oh, if I move yeah. it, and it's completely not. It's literally just playing mm-hmm. with um, the plugin and seeing what it does. And I like that. I find it really enjoyable. So it's not yeah. so really disciplined. Welcome to the eighth episode of Excuse the Mess Series 1, a music podcast hosted and created by me, Ben Corrigan. I was very lucky to be joined by the composer, pianist, electronic musician and producer, Emily levenez Farouche, who writes really amazing music that centres around a core piano sound and expands sonically into sound design, electronics, beautiful string writing, field recordings and often cinematic sounds. As always, you can hear lots of examples of the guest's music throughout the podcast. In particular, lots of cool music from her second album, Epochs, which was released on Fat Cat Records in July this year. And actually, Epochs, the title track from the album, is playing underneath. We'll delve a little bit into how she made the music for that album, the process behind it, and her two-week retreat that she went on to Oldborough to get away from the city and to focus on writing. She recently finished work on a collaboration with the visual artist Alice May Williams. The piece they made was By Accident of Your Birth, which is part of a wider exhibition at Knoll called A Woman's Place. Emily describes the music she's written for this as Baroque techno, so you'll get to hear a bit of what that sounds like later. We talk a bit about the exciting things happening in film music at the moment. Emily has written three feature film scores. One of those films will be out this year, and it's called Only You. Aside from film music and being a solo artist, Emily also gets commissions from amazing ensembles like the London Contemporary Orchestra. They commissioned her to write a piece for their late night BBC proms last year and you'll hear a little bit of that during the episode. We also talk about two dominating conversations here in Britain, the weather and Brexit. 
I've decided to split this episode into the conversation part, which is part A, and then the music making part, part B. That's the section of the podcast where myself and the guest attempt to co-compose a piece of music on the same day using only one instrument and electronic manipulations of it. So for this episode, we're using a piano. So definitely go and check out part B when you're done here. And just before we get to the episode, I need to say a big thank you to the podcast funders, Arts Council England, PRS Foundation, Noted Fellowship, for their continued support. Okay, on with the episode, featuring Emily Levenace Farouche. So you came to London about 10 years ago, so? 12. 12 years ago. Yeah. To do an undergrad yeah. and, and then a master's, yes. right? At Goldsmiths. Yeah, I did master at Goldsmiths and be at Westminster. Basically, again, because I've been here for so long, I have no idea if that's still relevant, but at the time in France, studying music was either conservatoire, so classical, 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 <coughs> classical music, or IRCAM. Mm. So incredible but also very avant-garde. Yeah. It wasn't that many... You couldn't go to a university to learn how to use a recording studio, yeah. what, you know, how a microphone works and stuff like that. And that was something that fascinated me. Yeah. So London felt like a... Sure. Well, you could go to Paris, but you had to go to private schools, not okay. like public universities. So would you have preferred to stay in France, or did you just like the no, idea of... Moving? No, because it would have been pretty much the same, like financially speaking, to go to Paris, but I decided to... To come to London because well, just living abroad is a good experience. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. to You're do still so here as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Once you've done an MA and you start doing your first few jobs somewhere, yeah. and all your friends and mm-hmm. network yeah. is in yeah. place, it's kind of good to make to live. Yeah. So. <laughs> so you're stuck, stuck here. here. You're stuck on Brexit <laughs> Island. Well done. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, Don't worry, it's all going to be great. It's going to be fine. Well, it has to get moving at some point. <laughs> some point. One direction yeah. or another, yeah. it's time to start, you know. <laughs> so I'm working on it, either cancelling the whole thing or yeah, yeah. tackling it. But, you know. They're not making much headway, are they? But no, but I think it's starting to be very frustrating from people from mainland Europe because the uncertainty is not very great for the economy of everyone else. Hmm. You're not making friends by waiting around like that. It's not my fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what? Is it not? <laughs> you tried to, to blame me personally for... Uh, as a British person. So. I voted. I, I managed to change a couple of people's okay, minds. That's fine. I was going to say, did you call your nan? Did you call your grandparents? Did you try to convince them to did, do the right yeah. thing? I did, yeah. Okay, I did. Yeah. There's not much else I can do apart from follow them into the booth and, or dress up as them. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, actually. Next time, they do. They do a round two. Can't believe you're blaming me for Brexit. <laughs> well, you know, you're British. <laughs> but I'm not Britain. Yeah. No, it does suck. I'm British, but I'm not Britain. That's a good t-shirt, though. Yeah, yeah it is, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. Let's just spend the rest of the afternoon printing t-shirts. That's good. I guess that's what's really bizarre when you go to an area where Corn- like Cornwall, where actually there's not that much immigration and there's mm. a lot of EU-funded infrastructures. Yeah. So you're actually winning quite a lot from that situation. So why why do you not want that for yourself anymore? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's very naive to believe people who've been consistently making cuts at every given opportunity and just believe that suddenly 
mm. they will stop that kind of attitude because it's important to realize that these cuts are coming into effect because certain people don't believe in the need for public services and it's nothing to do with Europe it's just that they don't believe that unless you work if you haven't worked for it mm. you shouldn't get anything mm. even though they don't realize that actually most of what they have is because of who they are and yeah. what their parents have achieved and yeah. just um, yeah. that's another, no. another subject <laughs> Well, that's Brexit covered, and later we'll sort out gender inequality in music. For now, you're listening to Ultramarine from Emily's latest album. Part of the album making process, Emily was invited by the Britain Spears Foundation to go on a two-week composer's retreat in order to focus on the writing. You had two weeks in Oldbrook? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a, a, a sort of a residency, composer mm-hmm. residency. Yeah, basically it's um, Imogen Holst, uh, Bangalore, do you know, I don't know if she Was she a composer as well? I don't actually know, I think, well she was very involved with music, I think she... I started her biography when I was there, didn't you? Sure. But she was a, she was very musical, and um, she was guest of course daughter, and she worked with Benjamin Britten for years. She was definitely a pianist because her piano is still in the property in a little really funny little music room where everything is covered in cork. And right. the floor is weird. covered, and there's just lots of. Is weird... that an acoustic thing, or I does expect, she just love cork? So, I think so. Right. I think so. Right. I think so because I. No, actually all the tiling in the, the house is original and everything and a lot of the tiling is cork as well. Yeah. So I've, I've never seen that before. But yeah, it was... Um, so they organised that composer's retreat, which is great because there's no strings attached. You mm. literally can go for a week to a month and you're not really expected to deliver yeah. anything. Um, and then you just have one bedroom, one lounge and a little yeah. tiny music room. Yeah. Um, Any Wi-Fi? Yeah, come on, yes, of course. And you didn't great... go full retreat then? No, 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 yeah, I had also some work to do no, that's for, other, for another composer <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Very intense. Um, so you were well away from London. Yes. And you were, it's coastal town, isn't it? Yeah. It's coastal, and the time I went as well was, uh, I went at the very end of winter. 
so it's just yeah. a moment when it starts shifting into spring. Yeah. So it's 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 still quite like barren and mm. it's not green at sure. all. It's I'm just imagining. Like, see what I'd imagine is this weather. It's sort of baking hot outside. No, so. it was more like cold and grey. Didn't yeah. rain too much, but it was it was a very grey landscape, a yeah. very monochromatic landscape. Mm. But you could start seeing like the first violets, the first little nice. blooms and and you could really sense the kind of shift between winter and the beginning of like this life. Do you think if you were there in a different season the album would have been yeah, completely yeah, different? Absolutely. Yeah. Because when you're there at this time of the year you you have to work harder to kind of yeah, to appreciate the landscape. You know, when you go to a place, even if you go to, yeah, Devon or this type of area of England where everything's green and hilly and it's just quite obvious that it's pretty. And, yeah. But in winter on that coast, you kind of have to pay more attention to detail and learn to appreciate it a bit more. Yeah. So then you, you learn to find beauty in things that aren't as approachable and as obviously beautiful yeah um, yeah that definitely affected the record did, did you grow up in the countryside I grew up in Bordeaux okay. um, and then yeah I spent quite a bit of time in the countryside around that but that is not at all like Nothing England yeah it's pine forests sand dunes uh, uh, Atlantic Ocean with huge waves right. really hot in the summer it smells amazing it smells amazing yeah the, the stones in Bordeaux are like golden yeah it's just it's, it's gloriously beautiful there's Vineyards everywhere, little castles everywhere. That sounds it's yeah, great. Really. <laughs> it's really Do you like going back? I, I like yeah, I like going back. Yeah. I don't go back that often though because yeah. it's just I just don't have time. Um, go back for the smells. What's your favourite smell? Not in the city, but in the countryside. As if you go in the summer, because there's pine forest all all around the yeah. coast from Bordeaux to the Basque Country. It's just. Um, they're not old forests, they're man-made, man I think they're like 18th century or something. Um, and yeah, you have all those pines that get really heated up, so you have all the smell of the sap mm. and the cork and the needles that get really, really, really intense. Yeah. That smells amazing. But even in London, there's some really great smells. Yeah. I've got a really nice basil plant at home. There's a lot I just of like <laughs> stroke it a bit and then walk around <laughs> sniffing my hand. So, anyways, <laughs> I really tangented us there. Um, so, the the theme of epochs. Mm -hmm. Say it in your French accent, Epoch. please. Epoch. Thank you. It's <laughs> the correct correct pronunciation. Your second album, and mm -hmm. yeah, so you went for this residency yeah. retreat thing. So, and the themes of the album are. I find it really difficult to explain music in words because. If I could say it in words, I wouldn't use music to say it. So, aspects I was thinking about or that were on my mind when I was writing it, but albums, I don't necessarily come from a conceptual point of view. Mm. Concept music, yes, but, or like when I work with a visual artist, yes, but album, it's, it's more improvising or just something I like the sound of and I'm going to use that as a yeah. starting point. Our relationship with nature was interesting. It's just this kind of because we we're all at the same time extremely inspired by nature. Artists artists have been inspired by nature sure. for, yeah. from the very first mm -hmm. art. One of the first drawing was like animals and things yeah. like that. But at the same time, we're both scared of nature. Like, we find the force of nature really scary, and at the same time, we also really despise it. Yeah. Where we feel really above it and really mm. like we can use it and degrade it in any way we feel that yeah. we want to. So it's just this kind of that tension 
uh, like we're not part of nature while we are biologically speaking. Mm. It's just, that was interesting to me. Yeah, that's Especially is. with you know, all the talk about the Anthropocene and blah 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 mm -hmm. last yeah. year. So that <laughs> made me, that makes you think a bit. Yeah. And then you go into this kind of slightly barren landscape, but it forces mm. you and on your own, mm. where actually your only form of interaction is with nature, not with other human beings. So yeah. that was. Yeah, it was. I think you can. A lot of people have said they feel like the word threat have come come up a lot regarding the record because I think there mm -hmm. is a sense of like something slightly yeah. negative in the background. Yeah. This is the only water, and if you listen carefully, you can hear some very distant, ghostly vocals in there. Here's Emily explaining an interesting process she went through in order to make those sounds. So there's quite a bit of voice in there. There's a, a recording of me singing something that then I played back on the beach and I played it back as well in the reeds field. We recorded it mm -hmm. uh, from quite far. Yeah. So you have like the, the real reverb of the landscape yeah. and chopped it up and like mixed it in different order, passed it through filter to create this kind of it creates like a train sound with a weird ghost-like voice. process of the writing. Mm -hmm. I was curious to know what sort of comes first. Is there a pattern to how you write it? Do you for, start at the piano? Yeah, yeah. yeah. always. For, for albums, at the piano, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. And or if I can get my hand on an instrument I can't play really, but I will try. Like, that's interesting. I had access to an electric bass and I was trying to find um, harmonic notes just to try to see if I could get multiphonics yeah. out of the electric bass, which you can, it's actually pretty easy yeah. if you can't play at all. <laughs> uh, so that was also a starting point sometimes. It's just, it's just finding sounds or melody that I like through improvisation. Yeah. Once I have the, the kind of starting melody or harmonic structure or whatever, then I can start figuring out in my head what would work with it. Okay, yeah. So it's the starting point is the piano, but then really quickly I just imagine what type of sound I would think yeah. would work with it. And you do a lot of sort of sound design things with acoustic instruments or field recordings and like this. Yeah, I'm a bit weird with that. I, I tend to prefer, even though the end result is going to sound just like if I'd use a synthesizer, I do like starting with an acoustic element more and yeah. manipulating it. I'm quite similar actually as well. 
I think the results are always just that bit better if you use it um, using audio. At the end of the day, as long as you as the music maker enjoy doing it that way, that's enough. You, know, yeah. you don't necessarily need to justify yeah, it further. Right. If that's your process, that's your process. You're gigging it now, right? Yes. Yeah. And you, well, you've got a gig coming up at the Union Chapel, like Daylight Music. Yes, that thing. which is yeah. going to be my uh, daylight music, I think. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. Such a good, it's a really good gig. Yeah, it's a good gig. Uh, we're it... doing a tiny little tour with other people from my label. Like this, that date and a Brighton date that's been announced, and then there's a few more that mm -hmm. are and, uh, about to be confirmed. And then I might do a few France shows as well. I have one yeah. in a museum in Brittany, nice. which I'm really excited to. Mm, nice. of, like beautiful paintings. I'm really looking forward to that one as well. So is this like, are you going to be doing a lot more of playing live? You've got two albums to Yeah, that and also I'm starting, because once I started playing live, I started looking at other people's performances in a different way and really starting to understand how that's an art form in itself. Yeah. And it has a lot of opportunities, so I'm really hoping that in the next few years I'll be able to get a Anyone in particular that's kind of giving you some ideas? Well, you're going to be lucky when mm. you come to Union Chapel because you're going to see my, uh, someone who's on the same label as me and she's called Rosina mm. and she's a cellist and uh, she's really great to okay. see there. She right. like a, it's just her and the cello and they do projection as well. But yeah, that okay. does. She just has a way to integrate electronic and acoustic instruments. That's really cool. Okay, yeah. yeah and I guess that's what you are doing as well. Yeah. But the technology side of things is just always sort of a battle, for me yeah, anyway. No, it, <laughs> it is. Always a battle. And like something that worked perfectly in Soundcheck, you'll go there to try to start your first number. After the very last gig on Sunday, the computer crashed just after we finished. Oh. I was just so <laughs> thankful. I was like, oh, thank God it didn't happen during the show. But yeah. I don't know, we'll see how it goes. I really hope I can develop it in the next, um, next few years. But there's just so much to think about because now it's another area of my practice that I want to develop at the same time as becoming a better producer and becoming a better composer. This one's called Overflow and it features Robert Ames on viola and Brian O'Kane on cello. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. 
Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We're going to jump into a women in music conversation now. And actually earlier today... Before I started recording this voiceover, I stumbled across some alarming stats on SmirnoffEqualizingMusic.com. 17% of 2016 headliners at international music festivals for women, 5% of recognized producers are women, three solo women have won the Mercury Prize Award in its 22-year history, and 17% of performing rights society members are women. Just let that soak in for a second. That's an insane imbalance. Obviously, lots more work to be done in those areas. So I guess good on you, Smirnoff, for running a campaign that promotes women in music. I think specifically electronic music. Anyways, back to the chat. I think there is a lot of female producers who produce their own work. There's not that many technicians who are female and there's not that many, don't know that many women who are producers for other people's mm. projects, if you know what I mean. I think that's still the kind of areas where this does need to be some changes. Um, yeah. It was interesting actually because I went to a recording session for a film composer who I did some uh, music sound design on her piano sound for a Netflix thing and I, I, I went... Carly. Yeah, Carly. Carly Paradis is the composer. <laughs> and I went to the recording session for that, and it was extraordinary because every person in it was an air studio, and everyone in the room, well, not the musicians, the only guys in the room were the musicians. Everyone ah. else was women, like producer, yeah. composer, you know, everyone. And yeah. I, I've never seen that. We are. Never yeah. seen that in my life. That was really incredible. And I think the weirdest situation I've had was in LA a few years back mm. going to like a dinner or something and all the guys were asking each other what they were doing and you know at some point I made eye contact with another girl who was there and they didn't ask us what we were doing in okay. life like they just yeah. didn't really think maybe they're doing something interesting which was very strange mm. because they were all you know surfing and doing yoga yeah. and being so like <laughs> open-minded but at the same time it didn't really occur to them and that was very strange I, I was very like what is going on? Mm. Those guys, of all people, shouldn't be underestimating us. That's, yeah, that's probably what it's even more like upsetting is when you're, it's the people that are you know, yeah. the good guys, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the good guys don't yeah. care, but they they would be upset that they yeah. had acted they like that, but they don't know, it, which thing, suggests like, it's so deeply. I think with all this kind of form of discrimination, there's, there's still like really obvious people who are doing it intentionally, but I think. And the step we are at now is more bias and 
things that we don't realize we're doing and we're all doing it I, I think I genuinely feel like we are getting to that stage where it might be a bit trickier because actually it's not as obvious even to the person doing it yeah. so it's just true just fill me with paranoia that I'm doing it without knowing it I, I'm sure I do yeah. it yeah. Like I'm sure everyone does it. It's just it's just very complicated when you start having to question the motivation behind everything you think and everything That's you it. said. This is Fracture Points from the new album. It's one of my favourites. Emily and I are both big fans of the film music scene at the moment, particularly the fact that a lot of artists are being hired to do film scores as opposed to just the usual suspects who churn out like 30 soundtracks a year. It's people who do film score, but yeah. not just film score, yeah. like Max, Richter, or Johan, Johan Johansson. Yeah. Those people they do various things. I like the film scene because of exactly that. It's people who do a bit of that mm. and then they go off and like develop their artistic practice in other areas and then they yeah. keep coming in and they're doing a thing. Have you got any films lined up? Because your yeah, music... I do, I do. You've I done some that. films, I know Yes, that, but, but I've done... Um, this year I've done a film called Only You, uh, which is a first, uh, first feature by Harry Woodcliffe and it has Alaya Costa from Victoria and Josh oh, O'Connor, who is soon, I guess, going to be known as Josh O'Connor from The Crown. Right. <laughs> and uh, God's Own Country and other really... Is, they're, they're just really... Yeah. The chemistry on is really incredible. I'm really looking forward for that too, uh, premiering the festival. And then. Yeah. But it was, it was really good. And again, I think you're, you're right. It's just a, a different approach that composers have now where they didn't me because they thought that you know like you have film composer already 
technical in a way, so they could score anything and they really understand the kind of strategies to create this or that type of emotion or change of pacing through the score. And then you have a different type of composer who actually have an individual sound and maybe the range of project they can work on is slightly more limited, mm -hmm. but you get approached because they want you to bring your voice yeah. to the table. And yeah. it was one of the situations where they had had my music and they wanted something of that sort for yeah. the film, which is extremely... Yeah. It is is a lovely way to come on board with the project because yeah. you kind of... You feel more feel free, right? Yeah, yeah, you feel like people enjoy what you create, yeah. which, you know, for a... Anything emotionally anything. sensitive artists always <laughs> feeling wanted is always very useful. Oh god, it's great for the ego. Yeah, exactly. Very stroke. Yeah, and, and it, it seem, does seem to be happening. It seems like oh, quite yeah. fashionable now, but that's the way to do it. But I mean, if you look into it, a lot of uh, the film composers who have disrupted, I hate that word, but who have disrupted the yeah. styles were in bands. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Danny Elfman or Clint Mansell, they were in band, they had created a sound for themselves yeah. and then they got approached to make film scores and then those film scores were in every 10 tracks for years yeah. because they had been so new and so different. So I think it's always kind of been part of the film scoring history coming from a non-technical background yeah. or from a pop background. Yes, but I think there's a, the difference now is that people would would have been like, I'm a film composer, but mm. now it's just I'm a composer. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, you now it's, it's composer and you don't yeah. necessarily have a, a prefix of like film or classical composer, yeah. you are a composer. Yeah. Kind of, it's such a, a nice place to be yeah. in <laughs> music, isn't it? I'm just going to pause this conversation there for a second so you can hear a little snippet of the music that Emily and I write together in the second part of this episode. film I loved it love working with directors love the way working with someone who comes from a visual point of view brings a completely different yeah. perspective on the music and it's just really privileged sometimes you just get to ask questions about what are you trying not what are you trying to say in a sense where you're trying to be like oh your film is not communicated very well but like yeah. literally like emotionally where is it coming from yeah. you get to interview them and ask all the geekiest question in order to inform what you're going to write and that's mm. so lucky mm. that's such a privilege thing to have so I, I, I do want to carry on yeah. doing picture films but again I, if I'm lucky enough to carry on working quite closely with directors yeah that'd be great well your sound lends itself to those interesting film projects I mean, yeah and, and I mean um, yeah, I hope I get also on projects where I can stray a bit from what I yeah. have done. Yeah. And also people who challenge me, mm. you know, and just feel like, well, we like this tiny little aspect mm. of what you do, but you expand it to me. Mm. That would be really interesting. This is Emily's commission from the London Contemporary Orchestra for last year's proms called... The Minutes. Minutes. 
Okay. <laughs> Apologies. I just, I, I just read it. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Now that I know it's the minutes, yeah, it thinking about how it sounds, yeah, that makes a lot no, more very sense. very conceptual. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> missed that one, didn't I? A recent collaboration of Emily's was with the visual artist Alice May Williams. She created the music and the sound design for a video installation called By the Accident of Your Birth, which is part of a larger exhibition at Knoll called A Woman's Place. Before you hear Emily talk about it, here's a little extract of what that sounds like. There was once a naturalist whose father was the first gynaecologist. He said, There is an extreme difficulty in fixing the boundary which separates the animal from the vegetable kingdom. His friend agreed. Between a protozoan and a mammal is only a succession of intersteps. Nature can evolve an onion into a philosopher or a mollusk into a prime minister. A homosexual is a natural psychological integrate, just as a hermaphrodite is a natural physical integrate. If the spectrum is a chain, who is drawing this line through the middle? Who is saying that each specimen must conform to one of two theories or else be thought abnormal? Why not recognise the infinite biological intersteps of male and female, the notes in between A and B, the weeds springing up in the cracks of the borders? Vita Sekve West was the only daughter of Lord Sekve West, but being a daughter, she couldn't inherit the house, and it went to her cousin. So the work looks into the, the kind of relationship between Vita and Eddie. Um, she was bi and he was gay, so it was quite, and they looked very similar. Yeah, so there's this kind of dual screen installation by Alice. Yeah, it's kind of looking at gender identity and inheritance and the feeling of being home. And then uh, she asked me to create a soundtrack for it and all the sound design. And I went for what could be called Baroque techno. Baroque 
yeah. which was very fun. So there was a lot of drums, there was a lot of uh, beats, and yes. there is uh, the Sackville West organ, which is the oldest playable organ in the UK, which let me have access to. It's like a, a chest organ, it's, mm. it's very small, and you have to pump it on the side. It's Completely, it's in tune with with itself. Okay. Lord Sackville West probably hated me after a few hours because I I think he said yes, thinking I'm gonna have a very capable organist coming and playing beautiful yeah. music, and instead he had a French girl coming in and playing one note at a time <laughs> to sample the organ for two and a half hours. He actually came in after an hour, being like, "Are you okay? Do you have everything you need?" <laughs> Basically, like, "Who are you, crazy people?" But then it was the only way to work with it because it was just so little time. And then yeah. once you put it in the SX24, you can actually tune it. Yeah, sure. So yeah. that you can integrate it with other yeah. instruments. And here's another little extract. The cousins tried on names like they tried on outfits. The girl was Julian, the dark man. Occasionally, Mrs. Harold Nicholson. The boy was a musician, a writer, a Lord Sackville. She was a wounded French soldier in a uniform of breeches and pearls. He wore a long velvet cape and a delicately arched brow. The girl eventually took her husband, but not his name. The boy didn't either. But then he didn't take a husband at all. Nobody ever asked. Is he musical? The other boys asked of him. Does she stand on the night train? The girls asked of her. The girl said, nothing is an adventure until it becomes an adventure in the mind. The imaginary is the key to the real. One of the naturalists said, there exist in nature only individuals. The types, orders and classes exist only in our imagination. Wanting to judge the whole on the basis of a single part is an error. This way of knowing is not a science, but an arbitrary language out of which no real knowledge can come. That's it for part A of this episode. Do go and check out part B, where Emily and I make a track together using only the piano and electronic manipulations of it. Please do like, share, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, leave a rating, all of those things really help. Keep an eye out for Emily News online. Her Twitter handle is EmilyLF1. She's also on Facebook and Instagram, and that's just her name in one long epic word. The final thing, and as a thank you to Danny Mulhern for letting us use his piano and studio to make the piece of music for this episode, here's a really lovely track of his called Hell Together with String to play us out.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.